Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. In this episode, we're going to be discussing a vital difference. And you may even think that the difference is a distinction without a difference, but it isn't. I'm going to give you 10 really important ways to recognize the difference between self-centered behavior in a person and narcissistic behavior in a person. And this can make all the difference if you are considering a troubled relationship and thinking about staying or leaving. If you can understand these differences, they can be key to making that decision. So stay tuned because we really are going to figure a few things out. And this distinction, this difference, 10 different ways to look at, and I know there are many, many more, because self-centered basically is you're kind of preoccupied with yourself, your ideas, your thoughts, your feelings, and sometimes we're all self-centered. And the difference in narcissism is that you have an excessive interest in yourself and only yourself. Now, those are very, very basic distinctions, but let's fill in the blanks. You know, the hijackals that I talk about, those relentlessly difficult people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and needs, and then proceed to relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control, hijackals tend to fall into the narcissistic category. It's all about them.com, where a self-centered person can be lost in their self, or they can be figuring something out and only be interested in themselves for a time. But there are vital differences. So I'm going to give you these 10. And you think about the people that you have in mind. Maybe you're with somebody that you feel it's all about them all of the time. There's no space or room for you. Maybe you had a parent who made it all about them. Or you have a sibling that does the same. You want to know these differences so you can understand, can I find a way in by learning these 10 things? Or am I totally excluded because of the narcissistic tendencies? Because a a narcissistic person is very, very different than a self-centered one. So the first thing and the biggest thing is self-centered people can be empathic. They can have well-functioning empathy. And there's room for other people. And they care for other people. And they think about other people in equal, reciprocal, mutual terms. They just are lost a bit in themselves or lost in their ideas or lost in their plans, or lost in their dreams, or figuring something out. And yes, some people are self-centered much of the time, 
And I understand that. But it's different because they have empathy. And if you say, hey, there are other people in the room. Hey, what about me? I'd like to have some airtime. Well, we've been talking about that for a long time. Let's talk about something different. Their empathy will kick in and they will say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I just... I just really got into that subject, didn't I? And I know I wasn't really present. And they will genuinely be sorry. But if you tell a hijackal, a narcissistic person, they're not empathetic to begin with, but they will do that fake empathy or engage cognitive empathy. And I did a whole show about that. Um, and they'll fake it because they see other people as pawns in their egocentric universes. So other people are only there to meet the needs of the hijackal where a self-centered person can come back to center and, you know, is interested in the folks around them, interested in being part of the general collection of people and see themselves as an integral part of that, where the narcissist sees themselves above everybody and don't see themselves as an integral part and maybe even have disdain for other people who think that they should have some rights. You've seen that look on their face. I did a whole episode on the hijackal smirk and how they they look at you in such a contemptuous way. And it really comes down from this one thing, that they're so empathy deficient that they don't care about you except as a stepping stone to get what they want. And if they have to listen to you for a minute because they want to get your attention back, well, they will, but you know that they're drumming their fingers on the tabletop. Are you done yet? Where a self-centered person will come back to that center and say, oh, yes, I was talking a lot, or yes, I'm interested in what you have to say. And they truly will be, and their behavior will demonstrate that. So it's a big distinction between a self-centered person and a hijackal. Very big, because you can bring them back and they will engage in an equal, reciprocal, and mutual way. But a hijackal will not. A narcissistic person will not. They are always going to be in that up-down position. They are always going to be endeavoring to control or manipulate or have power over. And so because they're empathy deficient, they don't really care that you're bothered by them being the center of the universe. They don't really care. And I know that you can feel that. You can feel that. And if you happen to have any codependent tendencies, then you start thinking, well, how do I get them back on my side? What do I need to do? How do I calm my nerves by making up to them or making them settle down or be happy or like me better. And that all works against you. But that can happen. And when you start to understand those dynamics, that's the moment you can do something differently with those dynamics. So the number one key difference is that self-centered people have empathy, and when they have it explained to them that they're dominating the room, they feel badly. They sincerely feel badly. But a person with narcissism or narcissistic tendencies, they don't feel badly. They go, oh, how long do I have to put up with trying to listen to you before I get the room back? Or why should I bother with you? 
you know, you don't have anything to say. You don't have any uh, ability to engage me. I am running this show. So that's a very, very big distinction. And the second one is that self-centered people will have that remorse. So it's part of number one. But when it's pointed out to them that they have been taking all the air out of the room, they sincerely feel badly. And they don't want to take up all the bandwidth. They just didn't notice. It is not in their nature to want to hurt other people or talk over other people or take over everybody's attention all of the time. But narcissists feel they're entitled to it all, all of the time. In fact, everybody is a bit like, you know, beneath them. And even when you're dealing with somebody who's behaving in what's called a covert narcissistic way, they're not really arrogant, they're not really bragging, they're not that kind of superiority, that, but they're, they're covert in that they're playing the victim. They're, nobody cares to hear what I have to say. I thought I had something important to say, and nobody seems to care. I don't know why. It happens to me all the time. And look, they got all the attention in the room back. And they did it covertly rather than saying, hey, pay attention to me. They just said, oh, you should feel sorry for me because people don't pay attention to me. And so those two things go together. And because they don't have any remorse, and they then start to love bomb for just long enough to grab your attention back. And then it can be all about them again. And it will give them what it is they believe they deserved in the first place and always. So the third thing is that self-centered people, they crave attention to speak up when they realize that they're feeling left out or they're feeling neglected or they're really excited about something. And they speak out, sure, sometimes too much, sometimes too long, and it gets a little tedious. But they're truly listening to other people when they speak. They're truly engaged in the conversation as a whole. And they really are happy to respond if you say, hey, you know, let's hear what so-and-so has to say. They will be very quick to come back and say, oh, yeah, sorry. And they will be truly sorry. But a narcissist, no, they're not, they crave attention, but they do a step further. They demand the attention. There's a big difference there. Wanting attention. You know, I wish somebody would look at me. I wish someone would listen to what I have to say. I wish someone would show interest in what I have to say. So let me put it out there and see if I can engage people. A self-centered person might do that. Where a narcissist would say, you should be listening to me because I am wiser, I am more important, I am superior. And so they they demand attention, whether or not they have anything interesting to say or not. They demand attention. Have you noticed that? They're only interested in what comes out of their own mouths. So they don't listen. And that's an important distinction between the self-centered person. When they're not speaking, they're truly listening and engaging and thinking about what you're saying. But a narcissistic person is not. They're, again, just drumming their fingers on the, on the tabletop, wondering, are you done yet? 
you know, it's my turn. Let me, let's go back to talking about something interesting. Me, <laughs> that's the way they operate. So it's important to see that because they don't care. They don't care about other people. And they believe that they are the authorities in the room. They believe they're the smartest person in the room. They believe they're the most entertaining person in the room. They believe they're the person who should be listened to, to the exclusion of all others. And also should have your attention, your money, your time, anything that you have really belongs to them. And they will behave that way. Sometimes they're tricky. Sometimes they're sneaky. They're often manipulative. But it's all to get it back to have the spotlight on them. So there's a big difference between craving attention and demanding attention. And a self-centered person craves attention sometimes. And a narcissistic person demands attention, whether they have anything interesting to say or not. Now, the fourth thing is self-centered people don't want to break rules. They care. They care about civility. They care about fairness. They care about justice. They care about collaboration. They care about cooperation. They care about other people's feelings. Yeah, they care. But does a hijackal, does a narcissistic person? No. So a self-centered person cares about rules and doesn't want to break them. They want to work within the purview of what works for everybody. But a narcissist doesn't. They'll break rules all over the place because they don't believe that rules apply to them. They believe they're above the rules and above the law, and it doesn't apply to them. And so they will just trample. They simply trample over other people's feelings, other people's interests, other people's airtime. They will simply trample all over that. And they don't care. They sincerely don't care. And so... You know, I was reading a little article by Robert Taby in Psychology Today, and he was talking about that very thing, about narcissists not believing that rules apply to them. And when you think about that, how many conversations have you had with someone with narcissistic tendencies where it became very clear, abundantly clear, that the rules that apply to you don't apply to them? So it's a big, big distinction and an important one because when you start to create a family with a hijackal or person with narcissistic tendencies and they want to be the ringleader at all times, the center of attention, the high wire act of the family, then even the children will not get attention. The children will not get their time in the sun because the narcissistic person can't allow that. That's um, competition to them. You ever noticed how you're, you're with a narcissistic person in a romantic relationship and you decide to have a child? And in the beginning, you know, the narcissist person is all about the pregnancy. It's all wonderful. And then they're talking about it if they're not the one carrying the baby. If they're carrying the baby, they believe they're the center of the universe if they're narcissistic. And then after the baby's born and the baby starts to be 
needing things and at odd times and odd hours, and he can't go and do what you used to be able to do. The competition is on with the baby. You know, that baby is taking up my time. That baby is in the way and competition is on. And that will continue for their entire lifetime. So really be aware of that, that self-centered people, they're playing by the rules. They don't want to break the rules. They want to stay in civility. They want to stay in healthy relationships. But narcissistic people, they don't care because they don't think the rules apply to them. And they behave accordingly. And that can make a huge difference in a relationship. Because you are endeavoring to do what healthy humans do. Endeavoring to be fair or kind or compassionate or trusting or having integrity or behaving with justice. And they don't believe that that applies to them at all. They don't want to do that. Their motto is... Get as much as you can, give as little. Those two things don't go together. They will never go together. That's why it's so important in episode 115, and I talk about that all the time, the three must-haves of healthy adult relationship. When you're in a relationship with a hijackal, you will never have the number one must-have of a healthy relationship, and that is equality. And it shows up right here. They will never allow you to be equal. Where a self-centered person will. They will apologize for dominating the airwaves and they will listen intently to you. Big, big distinction. So number five, self-centered people, they use themselves as a frame of reference. When I did this, when I was thinking about that, when I was at college, when I was a child, what I'm wanting to do, what I am planning to do, what I have done, it's all about them. How does whatever's going on affect me? A self-centered person will ask that question. But a narcissistic person lacking in empathy has no self-reflection. So it's not how it affects them. It's like, how it affects anybody doesn't matter except what it means to them. And that's all that matters. So instead of it being informative is the point. Instead of it being, oh, I was thinking about that and here's how it affects me. The narcissist is about that affects me. How dare you? Because nothing should impinge on me. It should be all supply, all good, all the time, allowing me to be me, allowing me to be the center of attention, allowing me to have all the air in the room. And you should be happy that I allow you to do that for me. Does that sound familiar at all? Have you ever been with somebody who is constantly finding a way to be the center of attention because they demand to be. We all crave a little attention now and again. Self-centered people may crave a little more, but narcissists demand it, absolutely demand it. And if you're not giving it, you're not good enough. And last week's episode on uh, being good enough, why narcissists won't ever allow you to be good enough is part of this equation too. So the sixth way to look at this is self-centered people are not dependent on other people to decide how they feel. 
they're autonomous. They'll figure out how they feel. They'll have their feelings. They'll have their thoughts. They'll they'll have them within themselves. But narcissistic people, they're in a mood. They're defensive. They're superior. They're disdainful, depending on who's in the room and what they're um, what they're they're meaning. So they can be very flexible. They can be extremely demanding when they're at home or with a partner, but they can be totally different when they're with a boss. And so they're not, they, they size up the situation all the time to find out how self-centered can I be? And in what way can I get the air in this room to be all mine? Really important. Number seven is that self-centered people don't think they're better than others. <coughs> Excuse me. Self-centered people are not mired down in feeling better than other people. But we all know that narcissists live there. They absolutely believe they're better than others, more deserving than others, more intelligent than others more clever than others, more insightful than others. And so there's a huge difference there because the difference between self-centered and narcissistic is really right there. Self-centered people don't believe they're better than others. They just have something to say at the time. But narcissists, they breathe and think they breathe better than others. And that's the way it goes. Now, the big one was number one, remember, about empathy. But these other ones are important distinctions, too. So number eight, self-centered people are self-reflective. You say something to them, and they think about it. You say, you know, you've been talking about that for 10 minutes. Um, let's talk about something else. They will think about it and think, oh, I really was trying to dominate the conversation. I can do better than that. And then they fall silent and listen to other people. A narcissistic person won't. They won't think anything through. Whereas a self-centered person will apologize for dominating the airways. And a narcissistic person will not. They believe it is their right to dominate the airways and the feelings and to get what they want. All important. And the ninth thing that is a distinction between self-centered and narcissistic is self-centered people have an internal focus. They're, they're focused on what they're thinking and they're feeling, needing and wanting, but it's reciprocal. They want to know what you're thinking and feeling and wanting. And they will engage in that reciprocal conversation with you. But a narcissistic person, you know it's a big no. A good, solid no, because they look to dominate, to control, to manipulate, to command. They want to be the boss of you and everybody else all of the time. They want to take over. They want to be in control. They want to have power over. But a self-centered person maybe just caught up in their own thoughts and feelings, and but they will get equally caught up in yours. And you will get equal airtime. And the last one that I wanted to just 
make these distinctions for you is self-centered people, they feel good when, and I'm sorry, they feel guilty when you point it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I've really been talking a lot. I mentioned that earlier in a couple of other contexts. But a narcissistic person is scanning the room to see how can they catch that person in and that person in so they can keep all the attention on themselves. And if you say, hey, you know, other people have something to say, well, it's not as important as what I have to say. And that's the way the narcissist feels. They always feel that they're the most important person in the room, the most valuable person, the most knowledgeable person, the most superior person, the one in the know and the one in the now. So you can see that these are key distinctions when you're making a decision about someone you have in mind. Because if they're self-centered, you can see that you can work with a person like that. You can point it out. You can have a conversation and there will be an awareness, self-reflection, and probably a change in behavior. But when you're with a hijackal, a person with narcissistic tendencies, you will be dismissed, discounted, and degraded maybe for even bringing it up. How dare you? And that's the difference. So there's a lot of growth potential with a self-centered person. The growth potential with a hijackal is minimal because they're not going to change. Yes, people say to me, oh, they're, they say they're going to therapy. They say they've found religion. They say they've done this, and I'm sure they've changed. And the hijackal will even say, I've changed. It's only for a hot minute to catch you in and suck you in again, and then back to business as usual. Or with a self-centered person, this can be an ongoing conversation, like I wrote about in Kaizen for Couples. It can be part of the converse cycle. You know, there's a diagram in there about how to have great conversations that keep on going. I call it the converse cycle. And you will learn about each other, and you'll make agreements, and you'll talk together. But when you're with the hijackal, that won't work. And, you know, if you want to know more about the programs and the books and things that I've written or the courses that I have for you to take, self-study courses, go to relationshipprograms.com. I haven't talked about that website very much, but go to relationshipprograms.com and you'll see so much there that you can work on at home. Or if you want to be part of my Emerging Empowered community, go to joinintoday.com. Very active community. And as a member, you get three group calls a month to ask me your questions. All of those things are important. And if you're ready to work with me on your own, go to beaclient.com. Because now that you have these distinctions, you may say, let me run it by you. I just want to talk to you about, am I right? Is this person self-centered or are they narcissistic? So go to beaclient.com. And that's where I offer my new client one time, one hour for only $97 to talk about something. So you can see that this distinction can be very powerful in your decision-making process, right? That you want to be definitive. You want to work it out. You want to work it through. Now, most people who are with hijackals are so used to being put down that they start getting very hopeful that the person's only self-centered. 
No, really listen to what I've said and figure it out carefully. Don't get hooked on the hope that, oh, I can change them, I can change them. If they're a hijackal, you can't. You can't. And probably neither can I, because a hijackal has to really want to change. And they don't, because they think they're perfect already. They can't imagine leaving that idea in their mind that they may have a flaw. They absolutely can't abide that idea. And you didn't do that to them. That's the way that they came from the factory. And so it's important for you to have this information. I hope you find it important. And let's talk soon. But until we do, take very good care of yourself. Because you're precious and you matter. And self-care is not selfish. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with one or five dollars each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon!